Back with the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop at this uh, 6.38 time check on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Uh, as you can see in the uh, the video, I've got my nails painted pink. I was able to raise, uh, so far, uh, more than $5,500 for Real Men Wear Pink uh, to raise awareness about breast cancer uh, for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And we keep going. We keep going. We're, we're going to continue to raise money. I don't know yet what my goal is if uh, we get to 7500 but I'm just, listen, Megan and I are just beside ourselves with, with gratitude of so many people who've turned out to uh, to help raise funds for the American Cancer Society. Uh, and I just want to, again, reiterate the importance of early detection. But uh, you can see my nails are painted pink. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, real men wear pink, and sometimes they uh, they wear pink nails as well. Uh, so go to WMAY.com slash pink for more details on how you can uh, help us raise more money for the American Cancer Society this Breast Cancer Awareness Month. State legislature coming back to Springfield today, tomorrow, Thursday, and the next week for three days as well. We talked with State Representative Tim Butler yesterday on the Republican side. Today we talk with State Representative LaShawn Ford on the Democrat side. Uh, what do you expect uh, to take place here? Thanks for taking uh, part in the uh, conversation, Representative. How are you this morning? Good morning, Bishop, and thank you for being fair and balanced. You're a Democrat and a Republican. I want to hear from all voices, uh, especially with the, the landscape that we have in Illinois. So I appreciate you being willing to, to join us on air to talk about these issues. Yeah, I think we're, we're going to see we're going to see that the governor is going to be pushing um, his agenda to make sure that he does what he believes will make Illinois healthier and safer across um, the state. We're going to see some um, parental notification possibly being pushed. We're going to see some protection for women health, um, and we're going to see some voter um, legislation um, for prison inmates, and we're going to see more um, budget uh, negotiations and appropriations for um, uh, federal funds that came down, and um, we will continue to do what we believe should be um, taking priority right now in the state. Democrats and Republicans. You've got the congressional maps as well. Um, are there uh, expectations that there could be more changes before a final vote on that? And is that something that's going to come early in this process, or do you think it'll be uh, kind of late uh, in the veto session? You know, I would say that um, the map making process that for the congressional map could come later than um, we expect it before because. Listening to all interested parties and people with opinions, that means the voters and the organizations that have input in map making, I do believe that um, there could be changes um, because the Speaker of the House and the President of the Senate, they're um, working closely with um, community-based organizations to get it right. We're talking with State Representative LaShawn Ford, uh, and uh, we'll touch on some of the things happening in Chicago, get your reaction to here in a bit, but uh, still focusing on the state legislature. Uh, one thing that you uh, raised that I wasn't sure was going to be an issue was uh, uh, some changes to the uh, the election laws. Talk a bit more about uh, uh, what what could be the aim of allowing for prison inmates uh, the ability to, to cast ballots. You know, there has been a major push um across the nation to end voter um, suppression. And we believe at this time, 
there should be no voter suppression for any American citizen in this country. In Illinois, we're going to join, hopefully, um, the two states that have already allowed um, citizens to vote in prisons along with the District of Columbia. Uh, and so I think we're in good shape. Uh, we work very closely with um, community-based organizations. Um, Chicago Vote has rocked it very much. And we have a roll call that will definitely get us over the hump in the House um, so that we can pass voting in prisons over to the Senate and then hopefully to the governor for signing. We will be the third state in the union to allow people in prison to vote if this passes. Representative, does this mean that, like, murderers, convicted murderers, would be able to cast a ballot? It means that anyone that's um, incarcerated in one of our prisons in, in the state will have the ability to cast um, their ballot for, um, you know, it would be a mail-in ballot, so it would not be um, voting booths, but people will have the right to vote uh, absentee or mail-in, I should say, um, from the home district that they um, reside. Because we know that a prison address is not a legal address according to the federal courts. Yeah, and we've talked about uh, uh, prison gerrymandering in the past as well, and that's an issue that uh, you've helped me kind of uh, uh, better understand. But uh, Representative LaShawn Ford with us, uh, for those listening right now that here allowing for uh, anybody in prison uh, convicted of a crime being able to, to cast a ballot, they, they may have some real reservations about this. Uh, because, you know, once they get out of prison, their voting rights can be restored after they serve their time. Uh, how do you win over that crowd that's going to – that's going to be vehemently opposed to this idea. I think that I don't know who would be opposed to this because this is one way that we can, what you call, help um, reform people that are incarcerated. I mean, American citizens know that participating in a democracy is one way to show your loyalty to the country and to be responsible citizens. And being involved in a dialogue of democracy is always responsible. And it sort of connects people back to the mainstream. And that's what we want to do. We don't want to disconnect people from their families. We want to give them the ability to stay connected in our democracy. And that should go a long way when we talk about reforming individuals in our state prisons. Our goal is not to make people worse um, when they go into our prisons, it is to make them better and return them back as better citizens. And this is one step toward them. State Representative LaShawn Ford here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Another uh, issue that's uh, likely going to be contentious, um, depending on uh, somebody's perspective. That's the uh, ending of parental notification for a minor uh, seeking an abortion. Um, why is this necessary? You know, I, have, as a Catholic, I have been um, pondering this for a very long time. And for a father of a 17-year-old daughter that I love so much, I, I do know that one part of being a legislator is listening and listening to your constituents. And the constituents that have called and have written me have given compelling 
um, statements about how important it is to protect a woman, to protect a girl in the case of incest um, and violation of a girl's um, right to privacy. And so I've been moved by uh, many uh, calls and emails about how many people that have been raped by their father, raped by their uncle, raped by people in their um, families, and they have nowhere to turn when it comes to having um, medical treatment for incest. So, you know, sometimes I think that it's important that we recognize that what's normal in our thought has to be, you know, considered to be, um, has to, we, we have to rethink what we feel is important to us and take into consideration our constituents and their beliefs and understanding about the issue. Representative, something else that's been talked about, and I haven't seen necessarily any uh, concrete proposal, uh, but there's been some chatter about uh, possibly changing the Health Care Right of Conscience Act. Do you see that as something that's going to surface uh, during veto session? I think that's important to the governor to protect the states um, from many lawsuits. I think that he's negotiating, Governor J.D. Pritzker is negotiating with the legislature, and I think that he's polling it and he's saying exactly um, what's going to be best for the state. We know that the state could be at risk for uh, for um, uh, lawsuits, and um, I think that it's the governor's responsibility to do everything he can to protect the people's health and protect the, um, the taxpayer dollars. Um, I do hope that we uh, protect the health and safety of people in the state of Illinois without um, taking away personal um, rights. Would that be something you support to change the HCRCA? You know, I'm I'm looking at the Constitution, and I'm going to be talking to our um, legal counsel to see if this would be a violation of of the Constitution. If it's a violation of the Constitution then I probably would not be able to support it. But if it's something that um, the governor has a um, right, because he is the governor of the state, to bring to the legislature to ask for a change, then it's something that I could consider. Remember, um, Bishop, I think that we talked so much about um, my dislike and my uncomfort with the governor using his um, pen to make all these, um, what, what do you call them? He did so many, I forgot the name. Man, uh, executive orders, disaster executive proclamations, orders. Uh, executive yeah. edicts. <laughs> all of those executive orders, you know, and we wanted him to engage the legislature so that these issues could be brought before the General Assembly for debate. And that's what's happening here. And um, I think that the voters across the state of Illinois have an obligation, just like the legislature, to be engaged in this. So I expect to hear from my constituents and the constituents across the state about how they feel about um, whether or not this change is necessary. So far, I think that um, I've heard majority of the individuals um, 
falling in line with the number of people that have been vaccinated in the state of Illinois. So the majority of the people in the state of Illinois um, support the science of that vaccines. And so we shall see how the governor lays this out for the state to um, consider. We're talking with State Representative LaShawn Ford uh, from Chicago. He's on his way down to uh, Springfield for fall veto session. Uh, and uh, the HCRCA uh, representative, I'm sure you're, uh, you're aware, has been brought up by uh, teachers, by police, by others, just saying that uh, they have a right to not comply with a medical policy uh, that they, uh, they have a conscientious objection to. Um, but uh, we're seeing this play out right now in Chicago with uh, some Chicago police being put on unpaid leave. Uh, what's going on here, and uh, what does this mean for the safety on the streets? You know, it is something. You know, the first responders have been, you know, on the front line throughout this pandemic. And anytime you're in trouble, I'm in trouble, or my neighbor's in trouble, who do we call? We call law enforcement. And we need to do everything that we can to support them as well. And I I would say that one way to deal with this issue is for the mayor and the FOP to sit down to figure out how we can protect the privacy of those offices. You know, we already know that being uh, vaccinated does not prevent the spread of this virus. What prevents the spread of this virus is making sure that People are tested, and people should be allowed to test in private, and their information should not have to be made public. So we need to make sure that we find a way to protect people's privacy while keeping people safe. And I think we could do that by going back to what we started with in the state, and we had a very, very robust testing um, program, and we've sort of gotten away from that. I think that what law enforcement don't like is having to put their information in a system to tell whether or not they've been vaccinated or not. I think that we just test people every day or every other day to find out if they have the virus because it's a false sense of security to think that just because a person has been vaccinated that they will not spread the virus. We need to be smart about this. And the smartest approach is to try to convince people to take the shot. But until we can get them convinced that it's in their best interest, and we should make sure that we just force people to be tested. And I don't know if anybody could go uh, against testing. But once again, I think that testing should be private. No one should have to put their information in a system to say that they've been tested or that they have had a shot. We know if you've been tested or if you've had the shot by you not being able to report the work. But to put that information public, I don't know if I can agree with that 100%, because what we learned is that just because you have the vaccine, it doesn't mean that you're not going to spread it. But what we do know is if you're tested and you're positive, then you don't come to work. And that will prevent the spread of COVID-19 better than anything. State Representative LaShawn Ford, greatly appreciate you taking time with us this early in the morning. Be safe. We'll see you when you get down here to Springfield, all right? 
Thank you, and I support your um, initiative to fight uh, breast cancer. I look forward to the link.